everybody to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. My name is Megan Cottrell. I'm your host and co-host Amber Franzman. So pitter-patter, let's get at her. Previously on Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. All right, so I just have a couple of things for previously on. Uh, do you have some stuff? I have, I have two things, but do yours first in case we overlap. Okay, it's. I promise you that it's not over. It's mostly all. Here are some insights to make. (laughs) Really, all I had written down. Okay, it's really not even to do with the show. It's just my personal feelings. So I think I have a couple crush on Dylan Playfair and Jen. Like they're the most adorable couple. I follow them on social media and stuff, but. And that's his real life fiance. Yes, that's okay. his fiance. And they're just, they're adorable and they're kicking butt and they're, I think they're going to end up being big. Mm-hmm. In, that makes me happy for it. Like, I yes. want success for all of them. They're adorable and just, I love, them. I know that we will never meet them, but <laughs> I don't know. They're just too cool for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know that ant's life, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might someday. <laughs> and because I creep on everybody on social media, I saw that Andrew and his girlfriend, Sophia, I think is her name. They're in Lisbon, which is on my bucket list. So that uh, Yeah, I've been watching his Instagram stories and stuff. <laughs> it, it looks very pretty. It looks beautiful. And then we both saw, well, I, I saw and sent you Sarah... Gadon or Gadon, I don't know how you pronounce it exactly, but there was a picture of her at the Venice Film Festival, and she looks incredible. And that's the that's the girl who plays gay, and she did. She looked gorgeous. Like, um, I I like her hair dark better. She was kind of blonde in those pictures, but she still looked go- like she was gorgeous. Yeah, and my immediate thought was, wait, <laughs> is that gay? And then. <laughs> She it looks different with the hair color, yeah. right? Yeah. She's apparently and, been kicking butt and doing so she was there for I think when I think she had a film coming out there and you don't just go to Venice Film Festival. <laughs> yeah. You really have to be invited. invited. <laughs> so I was like, man, she must be doing work. That's and that's awesome. And she looks the gown, I mean, cuz obviously, it you was, know. Yeah, legit gown. Uh, yeah, and it looked beautiful on her. But what were your uh, previously? Uh, so on? mine, mine aren't as glamorous. <laughs> um, so I looked up how old Honey I Shrunk the Kids actually was because uh-huh. on, on our last podcast we said like twenty, twenty-five years, and that still made me feel old. Mm-hmm. It actually came out in nineteen eighty-nine, oh. so it's thirty-two years old. <laughs> oh my god! Which makes me feel even older. So it also kind of explains why maybe you didn't see it as much as I did. Like I remember watching that movie multiple times when yeah. I was a child. But you're a few years younger than I am. <laughs> and then I looked up, how does oiling goose eggs kill them? And I know that's a horrible thing to look up. No, but but I, I, I was curious, like, what the it, point of it was. So what it does is it, it deprives the embryo inside the egg of oxygen. Oh, and no. So it basically just, like, suffocates them inside the egg. Oh, that makes me so sad. I know, right? Coach, don't do that. And then also, apparently, if the eggs are still there, mm-hmm. then the... And I'd have to look this up. I might be incorrect because I kind of skimmed through the article until I got to the actual oiling of the eggs part. Don't make me cry, Amber. Well, just that 
if eggs are there, then the mother gooses, Canadian gooses, won't have the urge to continue to lay. So they've got their little dead eggs and then they don't lay anymore. No. I know. Boy, I just bummed out this podcast Um, hard. I ate everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that's all I have for previous Leon. (laughs) Well, let's start this episode (laughs) we're off to an amazing start oh my goodness all right well let's give it a try i just ruined it (laughs) this episode's name well first of all we're season four episode three this is a way to a man's heart it's the 23rd overall episode it aired december 25th 2017 writer jared kiso and jacob tierney and directed by jacob tierney so stuck with the dream team i keep anticipating i keep wondering if a guest writer is going to come in and refresh my memory if you remember the last season i know they all aired on the same day as well the way that this one like the whole season just was released on the same day Mm -hmm. were they released in the summertime i don't know because they were all that was like a wintry season it was the sled shack and the snowmobiles and always wearing the big poofy snow coats and this one I just thought it was funny because they're, they're all released on Christmas, and this has been a very summery season. Yeah, they're off season. Yeah, so they just kind of like swap. They film during one season, yeah. and then they release it during the opposite season. I wondered how that worked. I wonder if they were pretending seasons or if they were really... I mean, I guess it's a, it'd be hard to <laughs> pretend to have that snow. Yeah. So my thought was, oh, are they faking that it's winter time? But no, I get, yeah, like I think that that's just how they how they filmed and released it. Let's see. So the synopsis for this entire episode it says Tannis recruits the Hicks who recruit the hockey players to help with a feud on the res. And let me just get a gauge, not your score, but did did you like this one? Did you not like this one overall? This one ranks lower for me. Oh. Like. <laughs> There were parts I liked, but overall, as a complete episode, this is so far the low point of season four. I can see why for you. I mean, I was going to say we have two really good episodes. Yeah. So maybe it's just it started off really strong for me. And so they, is it the episode three curse? Is that the one that we normally don't maybe, like? Yeah, because episode three was season one was the really bad episode three. And I can't remember season two and three. Back. Yeah, I'd have to look, but. Maybe. Because season one, episodes one and two were both strong for me. And this season so far, episode one and two were both good for me. But (laughs) this one, it was... eh. Not terrible, though. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it it definitely had its moments, but just overall. How about you? (laughs) I liked it. Again, it it wasn't great for me, but I wasn't sure if I'm still in this bummy mood. (laughs) I'm kind of still in a weird mood. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm... It's just like a weird... Thing. I think I came in hostile, too, because I was still... We always re-listen to our podcast right before we come in and do the next one, so we have notes for previously on and, and such. And I think I just got re-pissed at Katie. Re-mad at Katie, yeah. I, that was my thought today. I was like, we're going to get worked up again just listening <laughs> to this podcast. Trying to give her the benefit of the doubt, but, I mean, she doesn't do that much mm-hmm. in this one either, so let's, <laughs> I guess let's get started on the cold open. You finished up choring the other day. It's a great day for hay at the produce stand. Dan blows his nose on his sleeve, which is normally Derry's jam. Derry kicks off his boots. Katie objects loudly to both, asking whether this is a degen convention. But Wayne wonders how hard you're working if you don't do either. So. 
What'd you think about this? So my first note was Dan's being gross and then Derry's being gross and Wayne is defending both of them. And it, I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. (laughs) What are your thoughts on man feet? (laughs) I mean, like anybody's feet can really vary. If you're out of a shower and you have, you know, reasonable personal hygiene, feet don't bother me too much. They used to bother me more be- before I came a massage therapist. I'm kind of used to them now. Yeah. But, like, if you've been working and doing hay all day and you're obviously gross and sweaty and they're going to be smelly, like, maybe instead of just kicking off your boots, why don't you go kick off your boots and take a shower and then come out and relax? Like, I don't know. That's just, uh, yeah. Wayne had his shoes off, too. Did you notice I that? I did not notice that. Yeah. He doesn't seem like the kind of person who would kick off his shoes outside. It was super strange. That's why I clocked it. That is strange. Yeah. And he had his boots sitting next to next to his chair, and I, huh. I don't know. I just you don't you don't look at Wayne and think he goes barefoot all uh, yeah, the time. Yeah, that's a very straight. I also hate. Mm, I it's one of my like personal things. I don't like if you take your shoes off and then put the same shoes back on over your sweaty gross sock. Like I don't know, like. There has to be showering in there at some point. I <laughs> yeah. Because, like, they're going to have to... Derry's going to have to put his shoes back on to go home. And to me, that's almost, like, grosser than just leaving your shoes on until you get home. I get that. It's a gross time. I... If I was in this situation and I helped with hay, my face would be huge and puffy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and red. I mean, Dan seems like the kind of guy who would carry around a handkerchief or something as well. Like, if you're going to do hay... He does seem like that. Right? That was what I thought. Like, I get if it's, like, super emergency, you have no option, but he's fairly close to the house. He could have gone inside and blown his nose. Again, I feel like he would have had a handkerchief or something on him. One of them should have. (laughs) If they were done with choring, which they kind of implied they were, Mm -hmm. because it says finished up choring. If they're, like, taking their shoes off and having a beer, it seems like they would be done. You feel like, maybe I rush, go home, clean up, come back. To hang out? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was a strange Dan Yeah, thing. I don't like it when Dan acts like Derry. That's what Derry's for. <laughs> that's what Derry's for. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's everything they've given Derry from the beginning of season uh, two, just I just what we've come to accept from him and expect from him. So, Dan, God, you're supposed to be doing better. <laughs> All right, so Derry says he's concerned about toenail fungus on account of how moist it is in the boots. Katie tells him. That's the last time she'll hear that word coming out of his mouth. Not fungus, not marinate, but moist. The male hicks proceed to rattle off various names and phrases, substituting moist for one of the syllables. Katie gets up, pours beer on each of their heads, and leaves in a huff, saying, There you go, now you're moist. Is this a word you don't like? No, oddly enough, and I have some words that bother me through the whole show. None of those words bother me, but I don't like it when they do that play on words thing, like how you don't like the alliterations in the cold opens. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when they do the everything has the word moist in it throughout. Like, it's just not one of those jokes that gets me. Yeah. Which is probably why. Because it is also just a lot of, in the same thing in Lay Hicks, where Mm -hmm. it's a lot of references. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily a joke. It's just, 
you're referencing something and substituting a word, which is silly. And I could see sparring with some of your friends doing this, but a little bit like if they did it once, but I put moist doesn't bother me. Not my favorite cold open. And that's all the rest of my notes for the cold open. I was happy she poured beer on them. They were being super annoying and they were being super annoying on purpose. That's true. And she doesn't take Herda from anybody. Yeah, and she she says, I'll Herda fight you. Yeah, she says, I will fight you. And so this was a little bit more of a passive way. Not like she got up and punched each of them, but I like how Wayne knows it's coming. And he's like, watch the smokes. So she makes sure that she doesn't get a cigarette sweat when she pours beer on his head. <laughs> But they deserved it. I feel like they had that coming. At first, I was a little upset because I thought she was just going to do dairy. And I was like, well, that's not fair. But then (laughs) I was like, okay, everybody gets around. That's fine. Yes. I was going to ask what you thought of. Did you think it was too far? Do you think that was? No, I feel like that was justifiable. Okay. (laughs) And again, I feel like if dairy's worried about toenail fungus, you should go home and take a shower and then dry your feet afterwards. The little clip that we saw of him with the shoes and stuff, it almost looked like he didn't have socks on. Oh, can you imagine? No. That like, grossed me out. But, I mean, I, that's just me assuming. We didn't see him take his socks off. No, I, I can't recall just off the top of my head. Does moist bother you? No. As a general? No. I know that it bothers some people, but it's not one of those words that... None of the words in this episode bother me. Yeah. That I can recall. So, the last note that I have for the cold open is Gus is such a good boy. Because <laughs> he's just holding him there up in the air and he's uh. just... Letting him do it. Just... Uh, that's the chillest dog. For A lot of dogs don't like being held on their backs like that. Yeah. Especially big dogs. You know that has to happen a lot in real life for him to be so <laughs> just used to it and cool with it. I'm like, all right, we're be- I'm being held again. No, I'm a princess. <laughs> this is fine. This display courtesy of the three moist cateers. All right, so that's the cold open. We're going into the first scene. Two young native women are outside Modine's two selling cigarettes. They confront a degen for drinking at 11 a.m. in his barn clothes. He menaces them, but Axe and Slash appear to back them up, and then the degen sulks off. Katie arrives at the same time and accosts them for selling cigarettes to children. They call her a skank. Katie walks off, but says, "User are in deep shit. I put, I didn't like anything about the short parking lot scene. Not yeah. a thing. I don't like how the natives are acting. I don't like how the DJ's acting, but I thought that they were unnecessarily mean to him for almost basically no reason. And I don't usually come to DJ's defense, but I didn't like how Katie treated them or how they treated Katie. The whole thing just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I get that. How about you? Okay. How do you I, your, I, I I'm I, like this week. I'm trying to not be negative. About you stuff. don't have to. I mean, if that's if that's your feeling, yeah. I, I can be negative for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the first little note that I wrote is the sign for Modine says, pop in for a puppers. You know me. I just like the background yeah, stuff. Say, you, you're so good at picking out the background stuff. These new chicks outside of Modine's too, selling the kids. I'm not down with selling any kind of paraphernalia to kids. Right? So it was a legit question that Katie had, even though everybody is super aggro for no reason. <laughs> yeah, that's how it seemed. It seemed just like... There's a lot of hostility, and I don't know why there needs to be. I think these new girls are trying to assert themselves, and Katie is always trying to assert herself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Have you seen the SNL skit called Hoops? No. It's got Jennifer Lopez in it, 
and it's just a skit of her trying to sell hoop earrings. It's hilarious. <laughs> you should go watch it. It is. My sister loves those giant ass hoop earrings yes. that are like the size of grapefruits and. Oh my gosh. I feel like they're a vibe. I can I do rock those on occasion. But these girls remind me of that skit. <laughs> At, they belong in that hoops skit from that's, SNL. That's Go look great. it up, it's hilarious. I'll have to I'll have to look that up. <laughs> and then my next thing was so this looks to be some of Tannis's crew, but then you don't see her there. And so you realize that Axe and Slash are there now that we kind of finally know, know who their they names. are. <laughs> yeah. Now that we know their name, bud. <laughs> and they know Katie, right? Like, they know yeah. better than to say something to Katie. Well, because Wayne has fought with the natives and they've backed the natives. Yeah, they should know who she is and who her brother is and that... You shouldn't be messing with her. Exactly. So that was my note. What are they doing? Yeah. They're just asking for trouble, basically. <laughs> Why? Even though they weren't the ones that called her a name, they were... Still backing the girls who called her a name. Yeah. Yeah. They should have turned around and said, hey, I know you two are new around here. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't like it when people are new and they come in like they own the place. That, is, that bothers me. Like, serve your time. Though. Yeah. You can pay a little bit of dues before you start acting like you run the place. I don't know. I just, again, that's just a personal thing of mine. It bugs me. What do you think of the, I called them the Tannis twins. <laughs> they were very aggressive. Yeah, and I don't, I, um, they called them an ogre and a critter. Yeah, attacking, phys- I don't know. It just, mm, no. All right, you go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> uh, you might need to be positive for the two of us today. <laughs> I, well, that's I'm what, getting that, that's my, towards the end of my pregnancy. That's my, <laughs> my next note is, I would like to back Katie up, but I'm still pissed at uh, yeah, her. I, know. So. Like, I can't even really be uh, on Katie's side. Not because she did anything wrong, per se, but like, yeah, I'm just carryover pissed off from last time. I mean, I would like to see Katie throw down with these girls, but I knew that that wasn't going to happen because I would have remembered vividly a girl <laughs> fight scene and that, that didn't happen, so... All right, so we're both very negative <laughs> on just, that front. We're just worked up today. If you're hoping for a funny podcast, this might not be your week. <laughs> yeah. So we jump over to working out at the gym. Jonesy and Riley are approached by two gay gym rats who start catcalling them using double entendres of hockey terms. They're surprised to find that the boys enjoy it. Say. <laughs> But if anybody knows how hot we are, you're looking at them. And I, I loved that. Love it. Uh, Dylan, so, he just delivers it so well. The, this was one of the redeeming scenes for me. This was the first part of the show that I actually enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so that's the finest chirping I've ever received. I love, like, I just love how they spun it around. Like they were taking it as compliments. And then that threw Ronnie and Daxie off so much that they couldn't even do it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, they had to stop because they, they've they not had anyone enjoy it before. Yeah, like, you're not supposed to like catcalling. You're yeah. supposed to not like it. It says, Riley and Jonesy praised their chirping as well as their physiques. Yeah. And after a further discussion of terminology, formally declare friendship with Ron and Dax. And I love that because this is one of those things that it could have escalated into something confrontational but both sides were just so cool with it that they were just like oh yeah we can be friends i appreciate that that would be super homophobic about it 
And I'm glad that they aren't. They're surprisingly enlightened for as dim as they can be sometimes. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I love when he says, if anybody knows how hot we are, <laughs> it's us. We know it. You know it. Go ahead. Cat call us. Josh, you have to plug that because the delivery is what makes it for me. Yes. <laughs> because he's so just matter of fact, like, look at us. Right? Obviously. Like, I mean, duh. Yeah, okay, fuck, buddy. If anybody knows how hot we are, you're looking at him. The lineup around the block for this pop-up shop. Yeah, nobody's kicking this kid out of bed for eating crackers, that's for sure. I've yet to see one customer not come back for seconds at that buffet. Yeah, I bet you thought everybody skips the continental breakfast. Guess what? They don't. Take this ride and you're getting right back in line, boys. I, I was so happy to see them back at the gym together, working out together, too. Yes. Like, just being together and hanging out in a comfortable way. So. I know. I said, yay, our boys are back. Yay! <laughs> but the first thing that Ron and Dax chirp at them implied something. And I, I put, did he just imply he was going to give them an STD? I missed It's the very first that. thing they say. Yeah, I, Josh, you might have to plug that here, too, because I, I forget what it is they say. Is it the clap? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I got a, some sort of clap for you. And I was like... Are you saying you're going to give him an STD? I think that is kind of where it, uh, what uh, was being implied there. <laughs> I'll give you a different kind of clap on, boys. Four pink pills and she's gone though, I promise. I also looked up a Louisville rubber shaft, which is a type of hockey stick. I was expecting it to be a strap-on dildo, I'm oh. not going to lie. <laughs> and he said, let's have a Ronnie Brook. I love that. <laughs> that was my favorite one, a Ronnie Brook. <laughs> Riley and Jonesy are appreciating the jam. And I love that they appreciate it too. Like, ah, it just yeah, it's yeah. I'm I just, like instantly in a better mood. Yeah, this <laughs> it, honestly, this is a pick me up scene. It is. I missed this, and I missed this type of humor. This is the this is OG letter Kenny for me. <laughs> but with that being said, if it's anybody other than Riley and Jonesy, this would be super problematic behavior. <laughs> I do agree with that. <laughs> because they're predatory about it. They're doing this knowing people don't enjoy it. Yeah, I was going to say, it. <laughs> it's definitely not an okay thing to do. It's not something that I'm uh, supporting or endorsing in any way. But for the sake of the show, I think it's funny. Raleigh says, nobody's kicking this kid out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> and I said, false, you psychopath. <laughs> because... <laughs> Cracker crumbs in bed are the worst thing I could imagine. That is pretty horrible, but right now I'm almost like snacking around the clock, so I can't say. Poor Nate, he's picking up like cereal bowls that I just leave around right now. And so, yeah. I ate a granola bar on my way here, and I'm pretty sure I had to wipe crumbs off my boots before I walked in your house. That's so. understandable, though. I wrote down, do you really think that they're not their type. Do you think this is reverse psychology? I think that they could be not their type. Okay. Just because I feel like if they were their type, that it would have been enticing for them to continue and see how far yeah. it could go. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was almost like as soon as it wasn't uncomfortable for Riley or Jonesy, it lost all interest for them. And I love that. Because as soon as they're like, <laughs> he's like, what do you mean we're not your type? That's straight up. Yes, he and was then, just like, they were friends. And then he was, he remembered he was offended. <laughs> and then they're hitting on Tyson and Joint Boy immediately. 
which I thought was one of the best, because they don't even have any lines. They just turn around, and that's who they're chirping at now, is Tyson and Joy Boy just staring at him while they're trying to work out. You seriously don't want to bang us, you fucking liars? Come crash my crease, showstopper. Two minutes for roughing, give me 10. I'll get rougher. Fuck the blue line, nothing's offside over here. Try it. I'll bulge your twine. You should try and stop me, you're gonna love it. Sauce me a stretch pass, I'll sauce you a stretch ass. Let's bury a howitzer voice. Send a howie, I'll get a stick on it. Let's go hip to hip. What the fuck is happening? Those dudes are so big. They're not otters, as they say. Yeah. What did they say that an otter was? Somebody a who was tiny and hairy? A skinny, hairy dude. A skinny, hairy dude. Ugh. I'm not big into Harry. I think we've had this conversation. Yeah. I'm not a Harry dude kind of person. Well, I wrote down, are they going to be into Rald? Oh, Rald is a skinny Harry dude. Yeah. That would be adorable. It would be. There is, later on, I know that there's some implied something. I think it's the, the Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. <laughs> so, that's what I was thinking. Oh, I love that one. It's, that's probably... That one and Christmas are my two favorite holiday Your episodes. Your two favorite holiday ones. Those, uh, those extra episodes are good. They go through all of these vocabulary words that I are don't these really real know. terms? I think most of them are real. I have heard a few of them, but not all of them. And so I didn't know if they were, you know, mixing in actual terms with made-up terms that they just came up with. Or if these are all... If you know more uh, vernacular... That I am familiar with. Yeah. And let me know. I've heard of all of these except for one, which I think is actually derogatory. It's funny because, and I'm, I'm about to go through all of the ones that they say, <laughs> but every time they throw out one of the vocab words, Ronnie and Dax go back in a way that's hockey related. They're using like <laughs> hockey terminology to respond back to what they're saying. <laughs> Almost so, like, hey... Let me put it in your language so yes. you understand. They're talking to them on their level. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so they say none of these work for them, apparently. But they they say gay, butch, fruit, bear, cub, poofter, which is supposed to be a derogatory term that's, I think, from what I looked up, it's like UK. Hmm. Homo, Nelly, Queen, and I think that's it. I think that's all the ones they went through. But I have heard almost all of them. I've never heard poofter before. I haven't. That's the one I hadn't heard of. And I I think it's a UK thing. But they respond like, oh, we released that one. Or they're still playing over the seas. Or we released that one. That's that's Women's League. Or like, so they were responding to them on their level. And I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, that's kind of. So they know that. They're understanding what they're saying. Yes. Oh, and the last one is the one we don't like. Yeah. I like the joke. She says, "I'm not fed up." Yeah. <laughs> they're like, not quite sure that's PC, but I didn't. But say you said it. You said it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wrote down. I'm glad Jonesy doesn't. Say, that's my boy. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want either of them to say it. He said, "You crush butts, we crush box." Everybody's happy. Something like that. What did they say? I don't remember exactly, but yeah. That scene when it was like at its peak, I wrote down, did we just become best friends? <laughs> because that's what it reminded me of. It, I'm so happy that it, that's what became of it. That they're not enemies or at odds with each other. Like, all right, let's just be cool. Game recognizes game. Yeah. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? Yes. Yes, we finally can. 
Riley tries to teach Bax how to fist bump, <laughs> and he goes, he encircles it like this. He said, no, we just normally touch fists. <laughs> he encircles it. I love it. When, they're, when they are hitting on uh, Joint Boy and Tyson, they bite at them like... It's, it's supposed to be, like, in a seductive way, but uh, that killed me. <laughs> They're a little, like, <laughs> It's, it's aggressive. It. <laughs> but that's, that's aggressive that I can handle. Yes, like, I, was, lo- <laughs> I love them. They add so much to that this. Was, that was hilarious Much to me. needed relief, comic yes. relief. Especially when the rest of the episode was, I don't want to say awkward for me to watch, because it wasn't, like... I felt awkward. I just, I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it as much. But this scene, this scene helped me out a lot. Before Riley and Jonesy leave the gym, they turn to each other and they say, it's time to go talk to Katie, bud. And I was nervous. I was like, all right, he's going to say, hey, I'm breaking up with you. I'm going to spend time with my boy. Which we'll get to that, but. And then Jonesy remembers how attractive he is. He gets offended. <laughs> he remembers. Before they life. leave. <laughs> Wait a second. But they've moved on. I am super good looking and you should want to me. He's like, you've heard of I know, I love that. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to have sex with us? Oh, <laughs> uh, Josh plugged that part. That <laughs> delivery for me, because it was almost like he remembered he, and was like, wait a second. <laughs> acting. <laughs> Some of the, the, one of the things that they said to Joint Boy and Tyson said, nothing's offside over here. <laughs> and they're just... They just look so uncomfortable. Yeah, they look super uncomfortable. Like, man, we're just trying to work out. What are you? What are you doing? And then Ronnie and I don't remember which part it is. Start. He says part of his line under his breath to intensify it. And I just think, man, they they are so good at what they do. I mean, what they're doing is acting to make someone uncomfortable, but it is hilarious. They're funny. Yes. So. That's it for that seamless. Do you have anything else? No, that was it. It is just perfect. I could stay on it, it for a while. It but. Was, I, I'm glad that scene was part of this episode. Yes. <laughs> this episode needed it. I could have taken more of that this episode, to be right. honest. But we say that a lot. We Because this is a B-plot. Yeah, and sometimes the B-plots just shine so much brighter than the Hick storyline. Sometimes, you know, like the parking lot storyline that's just kind of been dragging for, like... But every now and then you get those shining, shining moments through, yeah. Catch a falling and star. And it's usually the, uh, the hockey players. <laughs> Save it for a day when you're pissed off at Katie still. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then we jump to Tannis. Tannis has come to the produce stand to ask for the Hicks' help with the two native women, Shyla and Shania? Shana? Shania? Shania? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know your name, but uh, she said it, and I listened to it, and I just kind of like rolled my eye. I think it was Shayla and Shania. That, that sounds right. Yeah, it sounds right. The two newest strays on the res, they have turned Axe and Slash against her, presumably because they're banging them, because they're banging everybody. Katie adds that they are selling darts to kids. Though Wayne thinks all kids are sure and found darts some way or another. When she says that they called her a skank, however, Wayne says, game on. Which I'm glad that he always is so quick to have her back. <laughs> I don't give a fur to your kids, though. <laughs> I, do. I, I was a little surprised. I thought 
good guy Wayne, even though he does not give a fuck about your kids, I thought he would at least Have kick that, into action yeah. because of that. Yeah. I, I figured that would be something that not necessarily like triggered him, but bothered him enough to where he felt like something should be done about that. Yeah. That's not a good thing to be doing in Letterkenny. Yes. Well, if, if nothing else, just because the youth of Letterkenny are going to be the future of Letterkenny and he, you know, even if he doesn't like kids, wants the future of Letterkenny to be good, but I don't know. My first note is Tannis is looking fine. Can confirm. She <laughs> looks so good. She does. I put my girl is back. And honestly, it was Tannis that made me really stop to think this whole season has been very summery. Because, you know, the, Katie's in her tank top and shorts and the guys have been in their shorts and tank tops. But mm-hmm. we, she don't see Tannis in shorts very often. She's usually got jeans on. Yeah. And this, she's got nice legs. And I noticed that. Like, she is, her makeup's great. Her hair's her great. Her hair looks so good. Her jewelry's Tannis. super cute. She's got all the turquoise on. My happiness of seeing Riley and Jonesy back together in their groove. I like seeing her, even though her squad is not with her, but she's not like thrown off her game by it the way she was with Gay. Like I feel like she still feels like the badass bitch she is. She just needs some help getting some stuff taken care of. But yeah, yeah, she seems still in her element. She's here letting the guys know who these two hoes are and i only call them that because they have shown themselves <laughs> to be terrible chicks so. yeah i can't defend them much either yeah but Does... tess is being a little judgmental i i don't like it when people who are free with their sexuality slut shame other people like i don't it. like it when anybody does it but if at least somebody's a prude in their personal life not that i feel like they have more room to do it but at least they're not being hypocritical i don't like hypocrisy like that though i don't like it when she slut shames another girl for being sexually active yeah when she's when she owns her own sexuality yeah so they can be horrible people but you know leave the fact that they're sleeping with them that shouldn't really have anything to do with it unless you were dating one or both of them depending (laughs) beforehand but if they're just your friends if they're just your boys let them sleep with them what does it matter yeah but she misses axe and slash does snatch bother you? No. You said none of the words really bothered I don't, you. You don't love it, but it's not one of those I ones that... I don't love it, and I'm not going to use it. <laughs> but it doesn't bother me how some people can't hear the word moist. Like in this, oh, I don't say that word. I mean, I'd rather not hear it, but it's not bothersome it's, to it's me. It's not cr- super... It's not cringy. Yeah. yeah. And again, I, I didn't like the play on words here. And that I wrote that down for like the first three that they do. And then I just stopped because it's just a running, it's their running joke through this episode. But. Not for you. Yeah. It's just not, it doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't do it for me. So this is where they talk about the weight of man's heart. It's not through their zipper. It's through their stomach. <laughs> and I wrote down. I'm sure they'd also appreciate the zipper thing, too, though. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like it's a combo of both. Can <laughs> confirm. Uh, so, but then they're going to find them and beat the shit out of them. And I'm like, well, that's probably not going to bring them back to you. <laughs> I was waiting for those girls to get some sort of smack down this episode. And I have to admit. A little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed, yeah. Same, same. <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> but then she rattles off. How she's going to get the guys back because she's going to cook for them. And here's all of the things she said. Bison burgers, Mm. walleye nuggets, trout fillets, venison steaks, Mm. bannock, which I don't know what that is, fried bread, and Indian tacos. Mm. I'm 
making fry bread tomorrow. I made a big pot of beans and what? I'm going to make fry bread with it. Yeah. It's Have so, you had it on your mind? I, I have. I So my mom's not where I get my native side from. I get that from my dad's half of the family, but his parents taught her how to make native fry bread when yeah. they got married. Mm-hmm. And so it was something she made a lot. And I've just been thinking about that. And it, it was never something that was my all-time favorite meal, but it is something that reminds me of her. And I was like, so I made a big pot of beans, and I'm going to make fry bread tomorrow to go with it. <laughs> yeah. You have to like, tell me how mm, it turns fry out. Fry bread. Next Tuesday. Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, I just had a sad moment. <laughs> oh, Bonner, I guess what have we done? <laughs> can tell Josh how it turned out next Tuesday. He doesn't really have much interest in trying it. I don't think he's ever had it, oh. but he's just kind of like... I'm good. So I made a big pot of beans, and I'm going to make fry bread and scarlet, and I can eat it. Or I'll have my sister come over. She'll imp- she'll appreciate it. <laughs> but I still am really curious about those Indian tacos. I want to know exactly. Like, I'm going to Google that, because that's not something that I ever had when we would visit the reservation to see my grandparents. So I don't know if it's tribe-specific or regionally-specific, but it sounds really good to me. I feel like looking them up that I remember I, th- I think the base of them is fry, is fry bread. bread. Yeah. Which again, that just I'm kind of salivating thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> I wrote down though that if okay, if she was cooking all this, I would feel like she would need to be cooking already. Right? That's a list. That's that, a big I mean, list. Yeah. That I my first thought was her grill better be gigantic because yeah. unless she's doing it in shifts, like, that's just, that's a lot to have to do. It's a lot to have to prep. I like to marinate things and, like, have things. I don't know. But I stress out when I cook big meals for other people. <laughs> so I, like, it's one of those things I enjoy doing, but I get a little too OCD about it. So I'm like, what can I prep beforehand? What time do I have to start cooking this? What time do I have to start cooking this? What temperatures does this have to cook at? So that way everything's ready at the same time and still hot at the same time. <clears throat> she seemed much more casual about it, but yeah, that's like a lot to have to cook. Figure, I don't know it, and I don't, I don't like cooking because because of all <laughs> it entails. But it stresses me out that she's so lackadaisical about it. Like, ah, it'll be our right. yeah. People who can be chill about that big of a quantity, that big of an undertaking. It almost stresses me out more that they're calm about it. You need to care more. I need you to... Be, I, you're on this level, and I need you to get on this level. I need you to be at an 11. <laughs> yes. I am a little surprised that Tannis doesn't like the word snatch. I am, too. I didn't figure any words would bother her. She just doesn't seem like the type to be bothered by, you know, meal prepping or words. <laughs> yes. I guess. And she tells Wayne that that he's going to need backup. And I wrote down, Willie? But yeah, I guess... He's- beaten these same natives up multiple times at this point it feels like it yeah and then dan starts kind of talking about how he's not sure that kicking axe and slashes asses will bring them back and agree she adds that every woman knows a way to man's heart like we said is through his stomach and she's having the cookout on the res making the world's biggest amount of food, apparently. (laughs) She's feeding that whole tribe. (laughs) She's going to bring them back through food. It sounds to Wayne like a plan. And he says, Cruise on in there. Eat like kings. Beat the shit out of those dudes. Snatch up axe and slash. And away we go. See, and he didn't even say it. In the way, in in the context, you think people would have a problem with it. Uh, Yeah. Tannis hates the word snatch, like we said. 
the boys do the riffing thing on the word snatch, doing all the puns. They're upsetting both Tannis and Katie. I didn't really see any evidence that Katie was I think she was bothered. more annoyed with them than actually disliked the word. It was more just, they're doing it this again. This thing and again. Yeah, this again. Katie points out that Shyla and Sh- Shania, <laughs> I guess. That's Shania. Yeah, yeah. that's how I would do like, like Twain. Shania Twain, <laughs> but don't you dare. Don't compare her to the great Shania Twain or Dan is going to have words. <laughs> they have other guys with them, so Wayne and the others might need to call in a favor. So that's the indication he might need backup, which again, I don't think he will. Mm-hmm. But just then the hockey players drive up and they're recruited to join them. And by recruited, Wayne tells them they're going to help. Yeah, and... This immediately made me mad for the hockey players to get. Not that they couldn't be helpful with it, but again, it was just one of those things like when Riley came and nobody even said hello to him before Katie was sending him off to get candy. It was like, oh, hey, you pulled up. Hey, you remember we backed you up that one time, so you're going to have to come with us now. They don't even get to say anything. Yeah. Again. And that bothers me. And they're like, here to reclaim their happiness <sighs> and to ask for what they need in a relationship. Here is a moment that is trying to happen. Yeah. And it is shot down. And it is immediately just snuffed out. I do like it when he's like, oh, you that time we did not have the native flu? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Totally, totally cool. Yeah. I don't think Katie gives a shirt up. that either one of them are there. No, and that bot. It bothered. Yeah. Don't, I mean, I don't want to get back on this because uh, you all know how we, were, we feel. We were in a little bit of a better mood, so we're not going to let her drag us back down. But yeah, I, I agree. I am excited, though, that they at least get to come on the adventure this time. Right. At I least mean, they get to participate. They were invited along only because they served a purpose to the others, but still... And not invited by Katie, of course. Yeah. Well, you know, Katie's just going to sit there and do nothing. Smoke while everybody else fights, but... Oh, Katie. Katie. You've got a lot of work to do, bud. (laughs) All right. So that's all I have for that scene. Then we jump over to the dollar store parking lot. The skids and Glenn approach each other. Finger snapping. (laughs) I forgot. Yeah. Finger snapping. As if they're from West Side Story. Stuart asks Glenn, what would Jesus do in this situation? And Glenn replies that Jesus would respond with empathy, acceptance, and grace. Surprisingly, Stuart agrees that they will sample Jesus. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. <laughs> they will sample Jesus' style for the day, provided that Glenn sampled theirs. So what do you think? Uh, the, this, it finally started to redeem the parking lot storyline for me. And Rolf says... Something, or they say, what uh, What about he cast the first stone? What would result from that? He says, a broken window, likely. <laughs> I just, it was great. I like that Rold keeps posing religious questions to Glenn. <laughs> I guarantee he was raised by a re- religious family, mm-hmm. and that's why his parents were so disappointed. Yeah, and that has, in turn, helped push and shape him into the person he is today because he felt so rejected and judged by the religious society that his parents were part of. Mm-hmm. I completely 100% agree with that. You, I have so many acquaintances that I know that were raised in very strict religious upbringing that are now atheist or agnostic or just like kind Made of made their new, way away from that. Yeah. <clears throat> but will come at you if you are making a religious argument to them with Bible verses. And I love that. <laughs> Like it's good to know both sides. Yeah, if you have full knowledge of both sides, you can 
make an educated you, you argument. You can articulate your argument a whole lot better for the other person to understand. So Yes. I love that he did that, and I love that Glenn responded with, he was a little impressed yes. that Roald do that. Mm. I, I, again, I think on top of that, this is a little bit more of, are Glenn and Roald feeling each other a little bit? Sometimes I wonder, and I think... That would be kind of cute. It would be super cute, I think. <laughs> I name each scene when I go through and when I'm making my notes. So, like, I'll make a line and I'll say, mm-hmm. so last one was Riley and Jonesy Produce Stand. And mm-hmm. this one I named Dollar Store Standoff. And I said, that's the name of my new punk band. <laughs> Dollar Store Standoff. I love it. <laughs> Maybe you guys could open for Simple Plan. <laughs> that's honestly super hard. If only. <laughs> It looks like, well, they first get there and it looks like they're about to have a dance off first thing. I know. I love that, that West Side Story intro with them. And let's see. He says, what would Jesus do? Stuart is going to try Christianity. I said, this is going to be interesting. I was surprised that he agreed. agreed to that so quickly and willingly, too. I mean, I guess this has been dragging out for a while, but... It just doesn't seem like something he would agree to ever. So I was a little surprised by that. But it turned out it, the next scene was funny. <laughs> With them. Raul quotes Second Timothy one seven, and I just looked it up to make sure that it, it was accurate. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. It's it's a specific translation of it. But yeah, it's like the NIV translation, I think, of the Bible because it's like particular wording but mm-hmm. i was like oh okay so like he knows what he's talking about like we said before so yeah, get it rolled <laughs> and i just like that rolled is full of surprises i don't know Stuart. i'm hesitant what happened to for the spirit god gave us does not make us timid second timothy one seven. Oh, you are proving yourself exalted rolled you gotta love it when somebody has knowledge about something you wouldn't think that they would have knowledge about like, that's always impressive to me. It does something to elevate that person in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's all. Yeah, that, that was I kind have. of short. It was a, <laughs> yeah, it was a short clip of the scene. They don't really get into it till later on. But, like, I think we said last time, they. I feel like they break this scene. Like, it could have been all one or two scenes. Like, yeah. one long scene or two regular size scenes. But they, they cut it into such small clips to be able to space it out. Yeah, and I get wanting to keep each group in the episode regularly and spaced out in a format that keeps everyone kind of on screen for the same amount of time. But mm-hmm. I think for at least the previous dollar store scenes, I think it was a little, little detrimental to... It seemed a little choppy. Yeah, overall, it just didn't flow as well for mm-hmm. me. This one works okay just because it's finally going somewhere. It's finally did Something's finally happening. Yeah. yeah. So then we jumped to the res. I remembered this... <laughs> When I read the name of the episode, I thought of this scene. So at the cookout at the res, the men variously questioned Tannis about her grilling technique. Wayne says, you're just going to let this chicken sit uncovered? Or (laughs) Derry says, you put the grill up to 500? You want to turn that down a bit? Or (laughs) And then Dan says, Montreal... Steak spice would help that bison meat. So you're going to sprinkle some on there or, and it just goes on and on and on. And so they're trying to mansplain to Tannis how to cook. I literally wrote, stop mansplaining cooking to Auntie Tannis. (laughs) Just stop. (laughs) But they get to where 
Jonesy says something about you're going to squirt a little marinade on there or... And then they proceed to do a pun off with the word squirt because Tannis does not like that word. And again, it's a word Tannis doesn't like, which... I know, which is strange. Which is strange, yeah. But I guess they had to continue their joke. <laughs> Whatever. I guess. I think it would have made... I don't know. You'd think they'd spread it around a little bit. And this is exactly what I thought of when I heard the... Like I said, I heard the name of the episode. I thought, oh... They're about to mansplain the crap out of how, how to cook everything on this episode. And, you know, like, some of the Must things, be nice. Like, must be nice. <laughs> uh, Does right, it happen like, to you a lot? F- food-wise. Not food-wise, because Nate knows I'm a better cook than he is. <laughs> but I think they're just so used to doing it for everything. It has happened. Does it happen to you? Yeah. Everybody gets mansplained, too. I, I mean... It happens. It's it's not my favorite, but my it's thing, the world we live in. It, my thing with it is like... Everybody's an expert. Obviously, she's comfortable enough at the grill. She's cooked before. She She's the one that invited them there yeah, because she does this all this the time. This is her cookout that she is having. She's providing all this food. Why don't you just shut... I can't even get it out. I'm so flustered. And sit down and eat your rice. And say thank you for making me this wonderful meal. I I do riled again, and I like these guys. I know. Overall, they're good guys. I I think even the nicest, yeah, yeah, even the nicest of guys. I think mansplain sometimes. Sometimes, and I, I feel like it's something that's coming to light more, and so more evolved and enlightened men are getting better about like you know it's not something that is as bad as the 50s or 60s would have been but still and that's coming from me and i i'm terrible with josh like i'm a know-it-all sometimes (laughs) and i don't know i have to check myself but there's not a word for it when i I guess just nagging i don't know i was gonna say yeah they don't call it woman-splaining they They just call call it it being a bitch yeah (laughs) so Rolls right off the tongue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's a furda. Me expert. <laughs> Must be nice. I do feel some sort of way about Tannis calling herself anti-Tannis. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I don't know. It just, it makes me feel strange. What are your thoughts? Um, It is a little, I don't know. It is a little strange because I don't know exactly how I feel about that. I'm like you. I feel something about it. I just am not sure how to articulate that something that I'm feeling yeah. about it. It doesn't make me uncomfortable, but it is a little weird. Odd. Yeah. But not I like, find it odd. Not so weird that I'm like, oh, God, don't do that. But also not, yeah, do that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, feelings, strange feelings. <laughs> feeling something. So she doesn't like the word squirt. I don't know anybody that doesn't like the word squirt. It wasn't even said in a sexual context. You're squirting marinade. You're squirt some ketchup on that hot dog. It's not even said <laughs> gross. If it was to be a word that bothered you. I don't know. And then they go through all their puns. Of it's course they do. Squirt McGirt. I don't even know what that is. Uh, and then we find out Dan loves dirty dancing. And so do I, Dan. That was always my packing movie. I've moved around a lot. And that's always one of the very last things that I pack is my very used Dirty Dancing DVD because it's a good one to have. It was just, I would have Dirty Dancing and Across the Universe as the last two packed because they're such good soundtracks Mm -hmm. that you don't have to sit and watch the movie. You can just listen Listen. to it, background noise. Such good music. You stop and you watch it when they do the lift and then you go back to packing. (laughs) I got so much time. (laughs) 
for Dirty Dancing. <laughs> I used to play it on repeat. When I was in high school, I'd watch it over and over again. I love that. And then they say something about Dirty Harry, which I've never seen Dirty Harry. Have you? I don't know that I have, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I don't think I've actually ever sat down and watched it, no. I know it's one of those ones. That, it's like supposed to be a classic. Yeah, I feel like everybody should have watched it at some point. You, you're supposed to be made to feel like you have had. You need to watch it at some point. But yeah, I've done that with some movies that are supposed to be classics, and I haven't enjoyed them. Yeah, I've never seen any Godfather movies. I've seen one of them, but I don't remember which one. And it was the TV version, so I'm sure it doesn't count. Yeah. <laughs> Tannis almost seems nervous when the standoff starts. I find it strange. Uh, me too. Uh, but again, she looks so good in shorts. It's <laughs> so distracted by the legs. I was. <laughs> I don't like those girls. I, I, <laughs> I think this whole scene kind of towards the end started getting to me, like kind of started to piss me off because I wrote, <laughs> Tannis has all these basics sitting here giving her grief about her food. Katie adds literally nothing to this scene. Uh, yeah. And her boys are at least having fun. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Because they see, they just seem to be excited to be involved. Yeah, they're going to get some food, and they're there, and yeah. That's all it takes. Very little to make these guys happy, and Katie does not hurt for them. <laughs> for anybody. She's uh, too busy working on her tan. Yeah, I must have gotten a little heated at the end of that scene. <laughs> you can tell when my notes start getting pressed really far into the paper how mad I'm getting at Katie. Then we jump back to Glenn. Glenn's dressed as a skid. Stands on a milk crate and advises them on sermonizing. Step one, guilt blasting. Take to the pulpit, present yourself to the congregation, and you really just let them have it. Feel something like this. You're all guilty. You're all sinners. You're all guilty of sin. You're all guilty of not asking for forgiveness. I need your help, Jesus. I've been bad and I'm scared and I'm afraid. Where's my Jesus? Help me, Jesus. <laughs> Step two, guilt blasting through prayer. Oh, Lord, it's us again. Stinky little sinners, human sex are garbage. We act like your grace is our birthright, which it is not. Step three is the collection plate. He asks what the skids' three steps are, and they answer, take this, press play, and dance. And dance, and then Stuart hits that pose. <laughs> I love it. Glenn in skid clothes and the skids in Glenn clothes is the best thing about this whole storyline thus far. It's adorable. I love that. Little Stewart's glasses is the cutest thing. The tall one, I forget which is which. I don't know which one is Axe and which one is Slash. They're I don't remember which one is... Connor and... Darian? Damon? Damon. Damon. Yeah, something like that. Dar Damon. No, Darian Dar might Dar be right. Whichever one the tall one is, his man bun is on point. Did you see it? I love a good man bun. Yes. He also had his beard in a hair bow, I think. I didn't notice that, but his actual hair looked really good. The dark-haired one or the blonde one? The dark-haired one. Oh, okay, then no. Oh, the okay. blonde one had his blonde beard in a man bun on the front. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Skid Glenn, though? I think he pulls off that outfit surprisingly well. Yes. And I think all the skids pull off his clothes surprisingly well, too. Maybe it's because they're all so lean. Yeah. I was digging Just seeing them swapped clothes like that was hilarious for me. Uh, they were all adorable. When when Glenn was up on the crate, they all got little kindergarten kids that were like, getting taught. Uh, yeah, like in a little semicircle around him. And the blonde one was, he had his head on his hands. He was kicking his legs. That's so it was funny. just so cute. And I love Stuart in Glenn glasses. I think it was super cute. Then Glenn jumps into, where's my Jesus? Help me, Jesus. <laughs> and then talking about guilt blasting before passing the collection plate. Collection plate. <laughs> guilt them into giving them money. <laughs> Who's rich enough to be religious? 
And he, ta- he says, Lord, he must be exhausted. I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know. This worked. It's getting to the point where it's actually fully fledged a story or like a story bit now. And I appreciated it more this time around. It actually did something this time rather than them just standing in the parking lot saying that they each want it. The skid three steps. I'm assuming that's meth. It was something. I'm not sure what it was. Or cocaine. I don't know. I'm such a... I mean, it's all like such an art. Like, what kind of drug do you got there, kids? What was kids? that drug that you had? I don't know. I have smoked and eaten THC, but I've never done anything hard. So I'm not sure exactly how they all look, but I'm pretty sure that cocaine gives you a lot of energy. So I would think, hey, here, have some coke and let's dance. It was the 80s party drug for like clubs and stuff, True. so... Take some coke and dance. That just sounds exhausting. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired just thinking about it, bud. So then we jump back to Axe and Slash. Unimpressed with Shyla and Shania's cooking. Start to ask questions. They sound just like mansplaining Wayne, Mm -hmm. Derry, and Dan. And they're told to shut up. Tana shouts back not to speak to them that way. Even though they're being dicks. I don't know. Uh, They hurl insults at each other. You tarts can't handle a barbecue, let alone handle your scandal. I can see your clammy hands from here. I kind of like that little handle, handle your, your scandal. scandal. Yeah. <laughs> they hate the word clammy, apparently. I can understand. I'm sorry, go ahead. I understand if you use the word clam in a context of which snatch would have been used. <laughs> but I don't know. The letter can he folk spew a series of puns featuring clammy and Wayne is getting impatient for a scrap. Clammy. I can understand the sensation of something clammy bothering you. Like, ooh, I don't want to hold your hand because it's clammy. Or like, ooh, don't touch me with your foot because it's clammy. The actual word, though, I don't understand. Especially these girls seem a bit... Rough around the edges? Yes. Well, how is the word clammy going to bother you? Katie also calls them out here, which it doesn't say in the synopsis, but... How about selling the cigarettes to the kids again? She was like doing this. It's just like, you can tell this is a build up to what's going to happen later. Or potentially a fight later. Mm -hmm. That's why they're all there. It's the same situation before. They're all just eating beforehand. They know they're going to (laughs) fight. They're just doing this very polite meal before they all fight each other. Getting some protein in. And I will say, now that you say that, going back to the episode where they had the brawl in the reservation Mm -hmm. and they were cooking and everything beforehand. So they don't just mansplain to Tannis. They mansplain to each other, too. So that helps their cause just a little bit in my book because they were telling each other that they were cooking wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's not just because Tannis was female. It's just because they're experts on everything, and it must be nice. So So this is where Wayne asks who said something to Katie, and he finds out it's a girl. So he's basically... He's like, I can't do anything about that. I think he says, sorry, kiddo, can I help you, or something like that. Because he's not going to hit a girl. Yeah. But Tannis would. I feel like Tannis and Katie. I mean, Katie's box shot a couple of people at this point. And I know that she likes to have Wayne fight her battles for her, but she's also capable of fighting her own. She's shown that she's capable of that at least a couple of times. Yeah. I'm surprised that she's just still not doing anything. I know. To have them jump in on that fight would have almost made sense at the end of this episode. But anyway, we're not there yeah. yet. Sorry. Yeah. That's a quick scene. And then we jump to Glenn coaches the skids on gestures and hand mm-hmm. motions for their use in preaching. This devolves into the entire group dancing together. And Stuart is tearing up a Bible, which 
I don't know much about preaching, but that's definitely not part of it that I've ever seen. It's probably frowned upon at minimum. <laughs> I put, I wonder how long that Jacob has been wanting to dance with the skids. Just he, as he writes these episodes, I'm going to have Glenn dance with the skids at some point. <laughs> and he finally got to. I wrote down, I wonder if Roald created any of these dances. Because I think he's a good dancer. I, I mean, I know he's a good dancer. I've seen him on his social media, but he always does like little dances and stuff. So I wonder if he actually comes up with any of these. some of the moves yeah because sometimes they're ridiculous but sometimes they do some pretty good little moves this part didn't have any dialogue though did it it was just it was just music, music and dancing and yeah. sacrilege it is a lot of that <laughs> i've put it down it's strangely satisfying though to see them getting along yeah i always like seeing people get along even if it's through weird ways but you know whatever they're not fighting right now so all right yeah and you know me i like everybody getting yeah you like that i put down stewart looks like the wacky waving inflatable tube man (laughs) wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man (laughs) we drove by one the other day and i said that and scarlet was like what did you just say how did you come up with that so quick i'm just good i've just watched that episode of family guy quite a few times and then the very last thing that i have written down is that one of the skids has a popsicle and it looks like banana which i think is gross i got time for banana popsicle oh no yeah (laughs) actually it was it was yellow and red so it was probably strawberry banana which i would have more time for but not straight banana the and it's not all the time i don't know if it's a pregnancy thing because i bought a box once this pregnancy and i had someone i was pregnant with maybe it's just a pregnancy thing because i don't get them normally when you're in yeah you're in (laughs) yeah i might stop and get some on the way home And it's so hot still. It's it not is. as hot as it was a couple of weeks ago, but it's still mid-80s. So it feels that's a lot better than it was. Still too hot for mama. <laughs> I'm over here like, oh, yeah, yeah. But then I wore a sweater to work today. So. <laughs> I'm always cold, y'all. Okay, Riley and Jonesy take the opportunity to approach Katie to see if she'll date both of them again. She tells them, actually, she doesn't want to date either of them, but she tells them to think of all the snipes, a prospect which excites them again. So, Riley Did this Jonesy, annoy you? Yeah. Y- me too. I'm trying not to get mad again. <laughs> Sorry. But what the f***, Katie? You have, even- he, I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> she is used to We're so frustrated right now. She has used Riley for over two months. So it made me mad. I wanted them again. You wanted them to. I wanted them to be like, hey. Run away together. Yeah. Neither of us are with you. You don't deserve to be with either of us. Not, hey, do you want to date us both again? No. 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 For our boys. Because this isn't their fault. It's all Katie's fault. I hate you, Katie. But (laughs) in this sense, I'm proud of them for standing up, asking for what they need in a relationship. They're being up front. They realize they need each other and they want to be together and they would like to be with Katie. So they're being very mature on that sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can I can give you that. I think, though, that if Katie responded in the way that was, I can't, I only want one of you, I think they would have walked away. I would I'd like, like to, to think, think so. I'd like to think so. I'm glad that she didn't continue to lead them on. But at the same time, it's like, well, why did you even get back together with one of them anyway? You obviously didn't seem super interested in actually dating Riley while you were dating just Riley. Why did you even put them through that? Why, Katie? Why? (laughs) Why? So mad. (laughs) Michelle, we love you. Katie, different story. (laughs) Getting worked up over here. I know. Okay. I'm trying to give Katie benefit of the doubt in this statement. 
do you think she recognized that she liked them just not enough and also saw that they needed to be together and so she was trying to do this for them i feel like you're giving kitty too much credit okay. right now <laughs> okay okay for me i feel like the relationship wasn't all she expected it or wanted it to be with just riley and she got tired and bored and is just that selfish but yours is a whole lot nicer to her <laughs> well i we're gonna at least katie comes clean with what she's obviously feeling because yeah. we're like yeah we noticed how you did not give a for um, i don't know two months now so oh it makes me so mad and we didn't even see the whole two months we've uh, seen two episodes yeah <laughs> i have never had this chill of a breakup but of course it's tv land so we have it's to tv land. and that to me i feel like if you could do it and it could be that unhurtful to either side it probably you probably didn't have much feeling in it to begin with i wrote and at least she gets some hype to be back together. Yeah. She, back together, back out in the world. She's like, she's not holding them back anymore. Exactly. I don't want to be with you like that, but just think of all the fun you're going to have together now. And that does excite them. And it excites me. We'll snipe Sully, boys. Dirty fucking dangles, boys. So. <laughs> that's what's really important. That's what's important here. here. <laughs> I said, these thoughts can't cook. And then I said... That's also me. And Josh had... And then I said, oh, wait a minute. Was a thought. Because I've seen it used derogatory, but I don't know what it means. And Josh says, you're not a thought. You shouldn't say that. He said, thought means... Like T-H-O-T. That hoe over there. Oh, I didn't know it actually was short for something. Yes. Oh. (laughs) I know. I was like, these crazy kids. Oh, you silly thought. I feel so old. Yes. <laughs> I just, I'm not down with the lingo anymore. Tannis is slut shaming again, though. I guess mm. I just was too. But I mean, I'm doing it in a derogatory manner because they're bitches. <laughs> I don't care if they're slutty, they can do whatever they want. <laughs> <laughs> but then Tannis shouts at Axe and Slash that they shouldn't have picked the pussy over a meal made by Auntie Tannis. Again, that makes me feel strange. And it warns them that they may not be the only ones. Better watch out for that yeast. Shyla and Shania object to the word. The Letterkenny men rattle off yeast puns. What is your yeast thoughts? So, again, it's not a word that bothers me. And I, Knockwood, fortunately, I've never had a yeast infection, so I'm not sure. I don't think that's how it works. I feel like I don't know. Either. I should have looked that up, but I've never done too much research into it because I've never had to experience one. So I just don't know about them very much. Me either, luckily. But I don't think that it's necessarily a multiple partner situation. I think it can happen to somebody who's monogamous too. Or it can happen to somebody who's not even being sexually active. I think so. That seemed like I'm just trying to be mean without my insult actually making any sense. If you're gonna insult somebody, at least make it make sense. It doesn't bother me. I don't, I mean, I don't like thinking of it in that context, but again, it's not like, it's not like I dwell on it. Yeah. And again, it's the girls who don't like that word, and that seems strange to me. Josh doesn't like the word yeast, I don't think. Hmm. I mean, I Josh, don't Josh, how do you feel about yeast? Yeast. Beauty in the yeast. <laughs> <laughs> the yeasty boys. <laughs> and last but not yeast. <laughs> it does not bother me. So. Anyway, then we jump back. Two hours later, the skids are exhausted from dancing, whereas Glenn remains full of energy. Stuart asks Rold for drugs, but they are out of Zoomers and Rips. Glenn gives them his, as he, in fact, has not taken any 
and says the power of Christ compels him. Oh my god. At this, Stuart concedes to share the dollar store parking lot. As it turns out, God's actually pretty metal. And I love he says, haven't you heard of POD? <laughs> oh my, I had, to, I had to ask Josh, because I knew I'd heard it, and I was like, what is he talking about? They're like he a said, Christian metal band. Yes. <laughs> he said, haven't you ever heard of Youth of a Nation or whatever it's yeah. called? Uh, oh, okay. I guess that's, God is pretty metal. That's too funny. Oh, my gosh. Watching them. And so, again, I've never done hard drugs. But you know when you have that hungover feeling? You feel like such absolute crap. Well, you're not a huge drinker, so maybe you... I don't know. You've, have you ever had, like, a really bad hangover where yes. you just feel like death? Yeah. Like, secondhand Tired hungover. and gross. Like, yeah. yeah. I hate that. I do too. I think they do this a lot. They dance for hours, and this keeps them in very good shape. <laughs> I used to because well, you I know dancing to, for hours would. I used to club a lot. I was a club rat when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Well, not in high school, but in in college and grad school a little bit. And yeah. I swear it keeps you in great shape. You know, I completely, completely, one hundred and fifteen percent agree with that because the time in my life when I was in much better shape, I drank a lot more beer, but I realized I danced. All the time. All I'm the time. not a good dancer, but it didn't stop me from dancing all the time. When you we can't were, hold her back. <laughs> you could not. Nothing, man. I had that liquid courage. When we were at Desiree's wedding and we were dancing at the reception, I was like winded. My legs were on fire and I was out of breath. And I was like, I got to sit for a minute and have some water because my body cannot handle this right now. <laughs> I think that is the full-blown me and Leslie. Peacock Leslie. Our whole workout plan was probably just going to the club. I could see that. Because it does. I mean, it's full body cardio, depending on how, but like, they put their full bodies into it, too, so. I had to look up what POD stood for. It stands for payable on death, which is actually does sound pretty metal. I don't think I knew that's what, what that stood for. So, we're, they're going to be sharing the parking lot. Who would you hang out with in this scenario? Oh, Lord. Honestly, neither. They both would be, I'm just too tired for all that nonsense now. Because <laughs> as soon as I say one, I'm like, no, I don't want to hang out with them. But then I don't want to hang out with the other one either. Neither. Bonnie. <laughs> yes. I would go inside the air conditioning with Bonnie and hang out with Bonnie inside. That is the correct answer. Okay. Then we jump to Axe and Slash are disappointed with Shyla and Shania's food as the chicken is dry and you want it a bit moist. They object to the word moist, and Letterkenny Crowd resumes making moist puns. As they are doing so, two trucks pull up next to Shyla and Shania's spot and unload. The Hicks recognize them as Sled, Ted, Radass, and Jive and Pete. They've assembled the D-Gen All-Stars. Their organization is baffling. And Katie says this, sitting there with Riley and Jonesy, just like, like super nothing is, yeah. chill. Like, this is just a Tuesday for her. Again, that makes me feel like she didn't have any feeling in it yeah. at all. Even before when they were dating in season one, she wasn't very nice to them, but she at least stood up for them a little bit to Wayne or something. Mm-hmm. There was no emotion in it for her this time. I agree. Axe and Slash are miserable here. And you can tell yeah. with their bad chicken. Dry chicken is just not good. I have to agree with them on that. But also at the same time, well, then why don't you kick your own damn chicken? So I don't know. <laughs> like I said, I'm getting grouchy in my late term pregnancy. I don't know. Stuff's I mean, just these, pissing me off. <laughs> these girls didn't have to pretend like they could cook. Either. Yeah, that's like, true. They also didn't have to pull up right next to where Tannis was cooking to cook. Exactly. So, you know, you, I just, I don't have any sympathy for anybody. If you're <laughs> going to pull up to a fight, you better yeah. know what you're doing. I don't pretend like Be I could. Be able to back it. I mean, 
I also don't give a about cooking, so <laughs> that's me. I just don't care to learn. Mm-hmm. I know people have a passion for it. I think it's fun. It's just not never been not fun something, to me. Yeah. If anyone's cooking in our family, it's going to be Josh. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a chick in the background of this that has a shirt that says, I heart res something. I think it says res boys. There's two girls that are sitting in the background of almost all the Hicks scenes on the reservation that mm-hmm. they have no lines. They're never in the foreground. They're just sitting in the background. So it's they're kind of part of the group, but they're not really part of the yeah. group, but they're there. <laughs> We could do that role. Hey. Hey, if you're casting for random chick in the background. I have Native American blood in me if you need a reservation background. Hockey game background or produce stand customer. (laughs) We're going to be in the background of everything. Like, man, these two random girls are just everywhere. (laughs) How to moist a murder. I think they're getting at how to get away with murder. See, some of them didn't even make sense to me. Like they were just trying so hard to fit that word in anywhere that some of them were funny. America's moist wanted. (laughs) Like that at least kind of makes sense. But some of them were just too, too far of a stretch for me. Moist Sadie's bins. Those were the only ones that jumped out to me. Mm -hmm. I just think it's fun that everyone's having a good time together. Cause even, even the guys are kind of jumping in with these puns. Now the DJ show up sled, Ted, Radass, and Jive and Pete. Did I ever tell you about the nickname situation in County? Uh-uh. I know we mentioned nicknames before when we talked about it at some point. But <laughs> where I grew up, it's a big thing. Even with people in town and older people who are in the government and stuff and teachers and people in the community, if you say, oh, hey, like I saw flip-flop the other day and... People will know who you're talking about. Rooster, you know, he stopped by my house. And those are legit names that I'm naming off. And, and my parents would, they would tell stories or say things like, oh, you know, oh, Smiley went down the road. And my husband is from more of a city than I'm from. I'm from more of the country. And he was so confused all the time. And Where I said, is Josh from? I, he, well, he's from here. Oh, okay. Where we just moved to. And I mean, it's, it's not like it's a big city living here or anything, <laughs> but he was just so confused and i had to explain to him these are real people these are (laughs) and that's what they really go by (laughs) yes that's what ever and i couldn't tell you their real names if you needed me to so (laughs) but because i thought man these nicknames are terrible they do a good job of actually encompassing how small town life can be they embellish a lot but some of the little things you know that they're actually from small towns. Yeah, the theme is there. Like how when their one bar was gone. There was nothing. There was nothing. <laughs> we had the one for a long time. Two when we were doing real good. Yeah. But then there was a big span of time where there was just the one. Mm-hmm. And poor Modine's keeps getting burned down, but Gail's the same owner. Ours was opposite it's the same building, but it has switched hands from so many lots times. of different owners and lots of different names. And I always will think of it as but it's which is the best name i know i don't know why you would change that name Uh, it's great tannis looks excited when this fight's about to happen i don't know no when the dj and all-stars pull up which made me confused i guess she anticipated a fight about to happen or she anticipated these chicks about to be told off i mean but i would like to think even though they are djs i'd like to think these guys aren't going to hit these girls 
I don't know. Maybe. I'm starting to feel like Wayne, though. All right, what did you guys all go out there for? You've had your Indian tacos. No. Let's fix this problem. Okay, let's go ahead and read this. The Dejan who they encountered earlier at Modine's introduces himself as Alistair Orison Westwood Yates. They <laughs> That's so funny. So his name really was Alistair. Remember, we thought that they made that up before. Oh, yeah. They the last time on the wiki page. They yeah. were just, all right, they were just, we hadn't gotten this far yet, allegedly. I, and they declare their intent to beat up Shyla and Shania Axe and Slash, which again, I'd like to think they're not going to hit these chicks, but maybe the latter two, fearing for their lives, beg Tannis for help. Which is strange because it seems like the natives, like Wayne, are always ready for scrap. I and know. like, okay, anyway, go ahead. It's really strange. <laughs> they come over to Tannis and say, we're sorry, auntie. We want to come back. We miss you, Tannis. You took care of us. We promise we'll never get blinded by the pussy again. Axe says, or Slash, I don't know which one's which, we'll swear off the pussy for two weeks. So, Which, that makes me feel like they're children, like little boys. Oh, we're sorry. You took good care of us. <sighs> Be a man. How would Tannis even help in this situation, other than bringing in Wayne? I think that would be the only thing. What, do they physically want her to stand between them and fight for her? I, I mean, know. she would fight them. Yeah, I could she would be above yeah. taking a swing, but it's just strange. Yeah. Other than Wayne's already, he's ready for a scrap. So all you have to do is say, please. And he's like, oh, okay. So they have this huge fight. Why are the Hicks fighting the Degens? Both of their issues were with these girls. Even if they physically don't fight him, I don't know why they're physically fighting each other. It made no sense to me. Katie's issue wasn't with the Degen. None of the Hicks had issues with the Degens yeah. at this point. The Degens had no issues with the Hicks at this point. It was just issue with S and S. What are their names? Shania and Sh- whatever. And Shyla. Yeah. <laughs> Shyla and Shania. And then they fight each other. I didn't get it. That was a very confusing end for me. The very last scene... A massive scrap. The Degens are driven off, and Tannis, reunited with Axe and Slash, share a meal with the Letterkenny folk. Axe mentions he was worried about cooking the raw chicken so close to the veg. Wayne interrupts because he f***ing hates the word veg. I've never even heard that used in a way that would make it cringy. I know. Katie and Tannis riff puns off of veg to bother him, with the others joining in. Finally, Wayne stands up, shakes his beer, and sprays it at the others who follow in turn. I will say, it was a cute little ending. <laughs> like, the very, very last thing was was cute. It's nice when Wayne kind of, I don't want to say lets his guard down, but acts less stoic and more playful. Before we get to the very end, sorry, I, they've kind of got it sectioned off a little bit weird, but... The slow-mo fight, how did you feel about the fight? Because Wayne was ready to fight. You know, I couldn't even enjoy this fight because I was like, why are you fighting each other? Yeah. I did like they low bones at one point. Did you notice that? Oh my God. Okay. Look, (laughs) I had this very weird out of body experience where I was like, does Derry look kind of hot here? (laughs) (laughs) I was was so, and I was a little. Wait a second. Is Derry attractive now? (laughs) I don't, he did was I, I think he, it was a mixture of he did really well in the fight, which obviously he's going to, but he had kind of like that dirty look, but not like dirty because he's being gross look, but dirty just because, okay, he's worked hard he, and fought somebody. Look. He's handling himself in this fight and the music was really good. I don't know. Like something was just working for Darren. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> uh, I didn't have that thought, but <laughs> <laughs> you're like, are you drunk? Man? 
I like that Wayne slowly walked up into this. Like, everyone else ran at each other, 300 style. It made me nervous because Jonesy and Riley are running in flip-flops, and that always <laughs> makes me nervous. Did you have any any notes on it? No. I think I was irritated that they Just were so fighting irritated. each other. Yeah. Other than the low bones. Why are the Hicks fighting the Degens? Shouldn't they all be against the two new girls? I'm confused. Low bones. <laughs> That's all my notes. The low bones was cool. I liked their little... And again, Daryl Latton in that shot. I don't know what it is. Maybe there's... Like, maybe I'm having a weird moment. Nope. Can confirm. Derry is definitely being hot in this scene. But he looks good in that shot. mood is manifesting into deliriousness. <laughs> I, maybe, yes. I don't know. But it's weird to me that what that came from was Wayne was fighting somebody and then Derry double teamed the dude while Wayne was fighting. And that's not very toughest guy and letter Kenny thing to happen. I didn't notice that particular part, but that seems like the honorable thing is to fight a person one-on-one until one of you is knocked out and then to move on to your next person and and one-on-one fight them. That's normally how Wayne does it, I thought. Mm -hmm. It just, it seemed strange. They just wanted to bust another beer bottle. But overall... (laughs) Stop breaking glass. (laughs) Everywhere. Broken glass everywhere. Someone's getting glass in their foot. (laughs) Riley and Jonesy probably because they're running running around in flip-flops. Oh, our boys. Anyway, there was some good little shots. Dan was fighting two on one. I wrote, Daryl looks good here. There's a push. Wayne gives somebody a push. There's a beer bottle smashing. Riley's wrestling somebody in the background. (laughs) Slow-mo Wayne. It's so funny. I feel like when I started making notes for this scene, it felt like it's another SNL reference. Tuno. Oh, what is his name? The cultural correspondent. What is his name? It's a Bill Hader skit. He's like, this has everything. (laughs) Is it when he has the swoopy emo hair? Yes. I've seen GIFs or GIFs or whatever it is that they're called, because I'm not sure how you pronounce that word, but I've seen him in that character for those, but I've never actually seen it. Well, the character is like a correspondent who talks about the social scene (laughs) and what's going on and what clubs to go to. And every time he talks about a club, he says, this club has everything. Everything. And then he just lists off this other... Josh, you have to plug it because it's hilarious. This place has everything. Kufa hats, congas, MTV's Dan Cortez. (laughs) But that's what it reminded me of because there was so much happening (laughs) in this fight. It was like everywhere you looked, something was going on. And I thought the stunt work was pretty good here. They're getting better at fight scenes as the series progresses, just as a general. I agree. Andrew put somebody on their back. Did you see that? No. <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Before Derry jumped in, they almost made it look like Alistair was going to win. Like, he got a really good punch on Wayne. But he then, wasn't a small guy. I am not a fan of his. I don't know what this is called, where it's just here. Is it just a, is it a goatee if it's out? I don't know. I always think of a goatee as, well, I don't know. <sighs> it's not a soul patch. And I don't know if it's really a goatee. I don't know. I don't know the term for it. I always think of goatee as that goes all the way around, but I think that's called a Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. (laughs) Not sure. I've heard it called a flavor saver, but I don't think that's what it's actually called. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to call it that. (laughs) No, that's the worst. (laughs) That's worse than moist. (laughs) That was worse than everything that they said in this episode. Oh my goodness. I do like when everyone's finally done, they have their little celebration dinner. They're all getting along. Everything's fine. Does it show what happens to the two girls? 
after? Are they just like they're this standing there for the fight and then they're just not there anymore? I just feel like they're either still standing there awkwardly or they left. <laughs> still standing there awkwardly. Would they're be almost pulling better. the Jessica or they left. I don't know. <laughs> I did notice, though, because when I was watching it and he starts spraying beer all over the place, if I was tense, I'd be pissed that I made all this food and did all this work and then you're spraying beer all over it. But they, I think they were done eating because I didn't notice any food yeah. on the table. That was what I was looking at. <laughs> I wrote down, is everyone here just better off as friends? Because it seemed like a fun friend time at the very end. Again, I'm still pissed at Katie. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, she's still... Mm. Next episode, she better come out swinging. She's got a lot of work she to do. She has some catching up to do, yeah. I said, still hate Katie, Ferda. Ferda. And now they're all sticky. I know. Now it was fun for a shower. second, but now you're sticky. You gotta think through the consequences of your actions. I do appreciate that it was like a whimsical thing for Wayne to do, because he never does stuff yeah, like he's, that. Yeah, he's so seldom playful. He can be kind of sarcastic and kind of childlike when he's talking sometimes, but physically he's very seldom playful. So that was nice to see him like that. He was just happy he got to scrap. Yes, he was so excited. I think that's what it was. He was so happy. He was still basking in yeah. the joy of getting to fight. Even though Overall, I just feel like he did not... Ah, he didn't show out very good. Mm. Like, if someone was MVP, I would have given it to Derry. And that says a lot, because there are times I feel like he can hold his own, and then there are times I feel like he's so floppy that it's just, like, <laughs> there's nothing going it's on It's like a ragdoll. Yes, so... Oh, goodness. And that's it for the episode. Do you have anything else? No. So, overall, what's your rating today for this? I'm gonna give it a six maybe a six and a half. I'm going to give it a six and a half. That makes sense. Cause I was going to say five or five and a half, which that's usually what I give an episode when I actively dislike it. You I'll passively say, dislike I, this I'll one. I'll say five and a half because okay. I will say that the gym scene really was good for me. Yeah. A lot to do with the skids and Glenn was funny for me this time, which they've been very neutral for me uh, this season so far. So that was nice. I didn't like the running jokes of the the words. Yeah. I didn't like the girls. So, yeah, I'd say five and a half overall. That's decent. And I stand by my six and a half. I'm giving it, I'm rounding it up a half because <laughs> I think I'm still blinded by rage I'm for Katie. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just... We can judge off of emotion, too. This is our podcast, man. We can do what we want. Exactly. <laughs> really quickly before I forget. So, one of the DJs in the fight scene is in another show that I watched called Grownish. He's the one that started to say his name. I was going to say he was kind of cute. No, you don't even. I'm, I'm going to show you a picture. Show me a picture. I, I wanted to show you while. Oh, because no. he cuts him off, and I was like, oh, that one's kind of cute. And which, you know, I have a thing for short, dark haired guys, so. He is in Gronish. His name in Gronish is Vivek. And he's kind of like a doofy drug dealer, like your friendly <laughs> neighborhood drug dealer. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he is adorable. Yes, isn't he, though? He is. He does have a very nice smile. I like his hair. I like his skin tone. Yeah. I don't know how old he is, but... Yeah, I should probably... I mean, if he's posted pictures like that, he's got to be at least 18. <laughs> so I'm good with all my comments thus far. <laughs> yes. And he's such a fun, silly character. So I just want to give I him a shout out. I wonder if he's in any more. Like, because I didn't remember him before this episode. And he's not a DJ that's been around as a repeat DJ. Yeah. 
But I wonder if they'll show him more. He had a speaking line, so... Yeah, he's not even credited for Letterkenny <laughs> on here that I see. I just wanted Amber to appreciate, because oh, he, yeah. he's a little cutie. Well, here's the scoop, and I'm going to tell you. I only have one thing for what's the scoop. It's not really a big deal. But there is a new show on Hulu called Reservation Dogs. And it's been compared to Letterkenny quite a bit. It's a comedy, and I think I'm going to watch it at some point, but it is specifically about life on the reservation and these, I think, four kids, and I haven't watched it yet, but Tannis, the woman who plays, the girl who plays Tannis, is apparently in it. Huh. I've seen it on Hulu. I didn't know if they were trying to do an updated version of, like, Reservoir Dogs, the Quentin Tarantino That's film. what I kept thinking of, but it's not, it's like a... I like that movie, and I was like, yeah. I don't want to watch something... And ruin and, it. Yeah. For you. Um, no, it is a comedy. It's very much compared to Letterkenny. Okay. Very silly. And there's a lot of kind of inside jokes, apparently, for, you know, if you have grown up on a reservation, you get that kind of stuff. So I'm sure things will, hmm, will sell past us, but overall, it's supposed to be pretty funny so and um, i noticed that she someone put up that she was in a, at least a couple scenes so speaking of hulu so i sent you a picture i don't know if you got it uh riley's in a oh, hockey movie. yeah yeah and but it said 2020 and so is that that's the newer yeah that's oh, okay. the the one because he's in it with i don't know the guy's name but a actor the guy who i think is the actual main role is in a TV show on Netflix called The Society that got canceled that should, I want to write because it should not have been canceled. But he plays a, I think he's a bisexual character on that. And I just loved him. He was just like really sensitive and had great hair. And I was just rooting for him and his boyfriend. It's like an apocalypse type show. Huh like what would happen to these kids if if societies we knew it collapsed yes. kind of and i just i loved his character and i i'm assuming i'm thinking he might be canadian too but um i couldn't remember if that was one that you had told me about him doing i just i pulled up my hulu to watch by letter kenny and mm-hmm. i was like hey yes that's our boy well i think I, I, I mean i'm sure that it catches what we watch but yeah it keeps it it's keeps popping up to it's like do you want to watch dylan play for some more and like yes i do and i do want to watch it at some point it seems like a very emotional remember the titans but oh. hockey type you know what i mean like yeah. like a very emotional like, heavy story drama tugs at your heartstrings kind of yeah. thing i actually had one more and i yeah. wish i had written down what it was on but i was it was one of those pregnancy insomnia nights where i woke up at two o'clock in the morning and i just couldn't go back to sleep because i was just so uncomfortable so i'm scrolling through my facebook and i came across you know just those random articles that you come across and it was like best tv characters uh, like top 100 tv characters Mm -hmm. and wayne from letter kenny was like number 68 or something like that i was like hey so there you go jared kiso you're on a a list that i read at two (laughs) o'clock in the morning is wayne being one of the uh i mean and it was it was not just like canadian shows it was you know like everything walter white was on there and yeah some of them i didn't know but most of them was like oh yeah that's pretty good character but then it's like there's our boy letter kenny's doing some work yeah getting some attention i'm just gonna put this out there it's not a what's the scoop but it's just a recommendation for <laughs> if you're at the end of letter kenny kind of get the blues because you're like ah, i don't know what to watch if 
I think it's still on Netflix. But if you get a chance, you should watch Dairy Girls. I think it's D-E-R-R-Y, Dairy Girls. It is a comedy, and it's a little reminiscent of the quick-witted humor that Letterkenny has. It's set up the same way. There's only a few episodes every season, and I think there's only three, maybe four seasons out. It's still, I think there's a new season to come, but it's been, COVID obviously screwed it up, but it's very funny. It's I'm probably going to watch another episode. I'm going to watch it again tonight, probably. It's a feel-good thing. Like, Is it a Canadian show? It's Irish. Oh, dear. Yes. Okay. It's in Derry County, Ireland, hmm. I believe. And it's really good. You would appreciate it, I think. I'll so. have to, you said it was on Netflix. It was. I, I think it still is. But look. it's definitely one of those where I'm, you know, I'm kind of in a weird uh, funk right now. And, and you need something easy to watch that just exactly. kind of lifts your spirits. And, and yeah. you know it's funny. And you know, it's just, it's really silly. And I love, I love accents. You know me. Oh, and Irish accents. Heck yeah. Those, yes. That's easy top five. Yes. And it's set, it's set in the 80s. I don't know. I think, you, I think you'll appreciate it. So that's my that suggestion right. for you. Do you have any suggestions or anything? To... I've been binging Modern Family right now. Oh, really? I've yeah. not seen any of it. So. I had never seen it. And I will say the first, but it's, it's, a, it's another show that's really easy to binge. Yeah. Like, you can watch a lot of it. Um, I think it's on Hulu. But that's what I, other than when I'm watching Letter Kenny for the podcast, that's what I've been watching right now. Uh, and it's won all kinds of Emmys and stuff. It, it yeah. Had, uh, <laughs> it's an Emmy favorite. Yeah. I, I heard about it while it was actually airing, but I never watched it. And I like, like, I like it. The kids are all kind of annoying for a while until they get a little bit bigger. And they but grow out of it. Yeah. They're not as bad. And I'm in like season nine already. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I said. It, yeah. And I... I feel like I only started watching it like last month. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, and now I'm almost done with it. But yeah, when the first couple seasons, the kids are annoying and the little girl that they adopted, she's still annoying. I don't know if she ever grows out of it. Mm-hmm. She's very unlikable for me. But other than that, everybody else is super funny. Yeah. So yeah, if you've never, if you're like me and you've never seen it, even though it was extremely popular, that's worth a watch. <laughs> nice. That might be something I get into. I always like something that's got a lot of seasons, so I can really... Yeah, I think there's like 11. Wow. And there's like 23 or 24 episodes per season, so... It's pretty it, significant. Depending on how much time you can sit around and watch a show, <laughs> it's it's been... I'm glad I'm watching it. Yeah. I don't. It's not going to be one of those ones that I watch over and over and over again, like I did with like Friends or something, yeah. but it's worth watching through. Yeah. All right. Well, that's everything. Thank you all for joining us. This might or might not be Amber's last one for a little bit. For a little while. It's not, yeah. So, I'm getting really tired and uncomfortable. <laughs> I've got just a little bit more than four weeks left. So, yeah. Next episode might be a little different. I'm not going to elaborate because we're going to see what happens. See. But either way, somebody... <laughs> There'll still be a podcast. We'll, it might not be as good, but we'll it'll still see happen. you next week. <laughs> or somebody will see next. Something's gonna happen next week. That's all we know. I'll miss you all until I'm back. <laughs> all right. So I guess we're signing off. See ya. Bye. And last but not least. Thanks again for listening to Not My Forte, a super soft podcast. Information is pulled for this episode from letterkenny.fandom.com, as well as Megan and Amber's notes. Music for these episodes is provided by Mark Wallach, and that song is called Rattle and Shake. 
If you have any questions about this episode or any comments or insights on this episode or future episodes, feel free to email us at casualjosh0 at gmail.com. That's casualjosh, the number zero, at gmail.com. And remember to put not my forte in the subject line.